0: Thank you, Haley, for that great report. Haley, I'm sorry. Thank you for that report. A lot went into VBS this year, and you just caught a sliver of it in that presentation. Thank you so much. Just a brief devotional before we have the Lord's Supper here. Um, The title of of my message is called God's Glory or Ichabod, The Choice is Ours. And as Kaylee was sharing with us the events of the VBS and how that whole team got together and sought to teach our children the ways and the things of God, they honored and esteemed God in a very special way. They valued what is in his word and they valued and recognized the importance of passing that on to the next generation. It's been said that the church is one generation from extinction. And individual churches are one generation from extinction if we don't pass it on. And so as they did that, as they shared with these young ones the good news of Jesus Christ and his ability to change and transform our lives, they were doing the Lord's work, and we thank you. In so doing, being obedient to his command, to go and make disciples of all nations. Even in our Jerusalem here, uh, they were honoring God and God showed up in a big way. His glory was manifest among us and we saw him work mightily. And that's the excitement of the Christian life is to co-labor with Christ in the work of ministry. There are two events I want to point out in Bible history that are similar to this where we see the glory of God show up or active in a, in a big way. The first one was at the dedication of the tabernacle in the wilderness. In Exodus 40, we see the story of coming out of uh, Egypt and the, uh, Moses uh, leads the children of Israel. We talked about that in the past where they came out and 50 days after the Passover, Moses receives the law on Mount Sinai. God gives Moses explicit instructions about his 10 commandments, his laws and and the construction of the tabernacle and the priesthood and Moses comes down gives them to the people and they do it. We see in Exodus 40 that this when everything is done and they dedicate the temple that this cloud the glory of the Lord descends upon this tabernacle. God was honored and pleased that they followed his commandments and his instructions. And he demonstrated his presence with his people with this cloud. In Exodus 40, it said, then the cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. So much so, Moses couldn't even go in there. God's glory was there. Sometimes we don't put a great emphasis on obedience as we should. But we can see by the, the work of the VBS workers and this example from Exodus where they construct the tabernacle, they do all the details, they get the linen ephods and, and all for the priest. God was honored in their obedience. His glory demonstrated His pleasure with them. Sometimes we, when we deal with our Efforts and our work, we don't. Um, we sometimes confuse that with a works-based salvation, and I don't want to confuse you with not. The uh, Lord Jesus said to us, "If you love me, you'll keep my commandments." That is the way of the Christian life. We do what Jesus says. That's very good. We do that. That doesn't save us. The blood of Christ saves us. But in our sanctification, we walk in obedience. And God is pleased with that. God said to Isaiah, this is the way, walk in it. Um, Jesus said to us, if you know these things, happy are you if you do them. So God is glorified and honored by that. I want to contrast that to another event in Israel's history. And that's when, after the period of the judges, that... Uh Eli is the priest. His two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, are also priests. And the boy Samuel, who, who becomes the last of the judges, comes on the scene and he's going to be trained to be a priest. As we see the end of the judges period, that's described by the passage in Judges 21 that says, in those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in their own eyes. The moral relativism of uh, Israel in that day is so like ours today. It's confusion. It's a mess. And because they did what was right in their own eyes and not what was right in God's eyes. As we read the story about Hophni and Phinehas, Eli's son sons, we realize the Bible's description is pretty drastic. It says, Now the sons of Eli were worthless men. They did not know the Lord. These men who were priests, would take the sacrifices that people were offering and they would take them with the fat, which was not permissible for them to do, and they would take that and they would eat it themselves. Also, they were having sexual relations with the women who manned the doors of the tent of meeting. That was an abomination to the Lord. And God told Hophni and Phineas and even Eli, because he did not correct them, through the little boy Samuel, that he was going to deal with it. They go into battle, and Israel faces the Philistines, and they're defeated. The Ark of the Covenant is taken away, and the and word gets back to Eli. Hophni and Phineas die in the battle, and Eli is sitting waiting for word, and he finds out. Hophni and Phinehas are dead, and the Ark of the Covenant has been captured by the Philistines. In his terror, he falls back. He breaks his neck and dies. At the same time, Phinehas' wife is having a baby. She's having a difficult time with this baby, and she's about to die. And the midwives come to her and tell her that you had a baby boy. Isn't that wonderful? But she, recognizing the situation, tells To name that boy Ichabod. And the name Ichabod means the glory has departed. She says, the glory has departed from Israel for the ark of God was taken. Two different pictures. One where God is honored and esteemed and obeyed. The other where he's despised. Where God is not honored and he's disobeyed. And the glory of God departs. You know, a lot of churches are like that today. The glory of God has departed them. And it's a tragic story. And I pray that we would choose wisely. Because God gives us a choice. God gives us a choice to honor Him, to obey Him, to esteem Him, to value Him. And if we neglect that, we're in trouble. don't know why God gives us volition, but in the scriptures it tells us that we're made in his image. In the image of God, he created the male and female. In the Magio day, that image of God, we have intellect, we have emotion, and will, and we're given the opportunity to exercise it. Do we worship God? Do we give him the first place? Do we give him the honor and the glory that is due his name? That's the challenge for the church as we move forward. We're going to uh, move into a time next week where we're going to start a series entitled uh, Healthy Church. God's Design for a healthy church. If you'll notice, I didn't say God's design for a perfect church. Here on earth, that doesn't exist because you and I are in it. But God has a design for a healthy church. And in this process, we're going to see what the scriptures say, what a healthy church is. We're going to see where we're strong. We're going to see where we are weak. And we're going to listen to God as we move forward. It's an exciting time to be part of this. We see God at work among us, and we want to continue it. But nothing <clears throat> is as exciting as honoring the Lord in his commandments, as will come, men, if you'll come forward for the Lord's Supper. Men, if you'll be seated, please. Sorry, our time's running a little long. I want to uh, do the Lord's Supper honor, so if you'll bear, bear with me. One of the best ways we can demonstrate our obedience to the Lord is follow his commands. And he says about the Lord's Supper to do this in memory of me. And we. this is one of the uh, ordinances of the church. An ordinance is an order that the Lord gave us. So we're going to follow that. And... On the night that he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus um, had this uh, part of the, this is part of the Passover Seder, and he was meeting with his disciples, and he said, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. This was very important because he was going to reveal through the Seder what he was going to do on the cross. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 11 tells us, the details of the Lord's Supper. And he says, For I received from the Lord that which was to, I also delivered to you. So the Lord was given specific instructions how we're to do the Lord's Supper. And in those instructions, there's a caution. And I need to share it with you. Ours is an open communion, meaning that any person who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior is welcome to the table. But Paul warns us, and he says, um, Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the blood, body and blood of the Lord. But a man must examine himself, and in so doing, he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. So the challenge to you and the caution to you is take time. Examine yourself as if there's any sin in your heart you have ought against your brother it needs to be it would be better if you got up and took care of it than eat unworthily and if there's something that comes to mind as elements are being passed confess it put it under the blood and you'll be forgiven we want to eat it in a worthy manner what we'll do here we'll um, uh, have the elements here shortly and as the elements are passed if you'll hold them until the men come up again then we'll partake of them together I'd like to share with you um, in this uh, Lord's Supper cup and plate, uh, Jimmy Smithwick constructed it. It's a beautiful uh, display and more closer to perhaps what the Lord Jesus used the night that he was with the uh, disciples. And so, Jimmy, thank you for doing that and, and for giving us a representation of what the Lord himself did. I'm going to ask our men to stand as we uh, give thanks for uh, the, the bread. And Paul continues, he says, that the Lord Jesus, in the night which he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Randy, would you give thanks for the bread that represents the body of the Lord Jesus?
1: Father, we humble ourselves before you, Lord, recognize your greatness and mercy. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to worship you by observing your table. Uh, Lord, we pray that each of us uh, has had time to examine our hearts. and Lord, uh, we pray that we are worthy to uh, participate. Uh, Lord, we know that this bread represents your body that was broken. Pay the ultimate sacrifice and Lord to give us the free gift of eternal life. We praise you for it. In Christ's name. Amen.
0: He took the bread, broke it, and said, This is my body. Take, eat. It's for you. Take this element." In the same way, after the supper, he takes the cup. Now, in the Passover Seder, there are four cups that they drink from. The first one is a cup of sanctification. The second one is a cup of deliverance. But this third cup, after the meal, was a special cup. It's called the cup of redemption. Redemption. How it prefigures exactly what his blood was about to do to redeem us from our sins. And this cup was going to be the memorial. This is going to be the cup of the new covenant. The cup of redemption. And he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes Alan Kessler, would you give thanks for the cup which represents the blood of the Lord Jesus?
2: Let's pray. Our gracious heavenly Father, we're just so grateful for this opportunity that you give us to to remember you and worship in in this way. Let us take this time to examine ourselves to to figure out which way we can better serve you in everything we do. Uh, Thank you so much for your sent to us. And died on the cross and shed this blood so that we can live with
0: you forever. Jesus' name I Amen. He took the cup. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. After that, Seder. They concluded it with a hymn, but before we do, Chairman of our Deacons, Ed Thompson, would like to share something with you.
2: I'm aware of what time it is, and I know we're all in a hurry, but we felt like whatever would be appropriate to say at this time would be best said in this setting, in this building, where we all can hear and with my loud voice you shouldn't have any problem hearing what I have to say. If we're in the fellowship hall, half the people would be in the hall, half in the in the kitchen. So uh we're first of all, we appreciate your being here today to make this special day special for some very I'm using the word special lot, uh, for some very special people. <laughs> we uh appreciate uh, Joe and Todd. We're glad they're here. They're part of Bert T Kind and uh not so many flights back and forth to Texas they're here. I've never seen anyone with a love for the ministry as Todd does. He loves this church. I've never seen anybody want to work so hard. So I, I appreciate that and I'm not going to talk long. I'm just saying if we as a church would get behind Joe and Todd as they are our interim uh, pastor and family man, If we'll pray for him. If we'll lift him up. We'll see God move in this church. I said two weeks ago in my message, I had already seen God moving in this church. And I believe he is, and I believe he will. Let's get behind this family. Show them today how much you appreciate them. Now we get to the part that I'm not real happy about. I'm happy for him and Mary, but we're not happy to lose him. But uh Chad has been a very special young man, as you know. I, I was sharing with Mary uh before service. I don't believe I've ever asked him to do anything in the one year that he's been here that he refused. He he if you have a work day, he's always here. I've never asked him to teach, he always filled in. He he was one of our teachers, a rotation. And anytime I ask him to fill in on a Wednesday night or a Sunday, he never refused. I have seen God work in this young man's life. I I don't know if Murray has seen the difference that we've seen in the one year he's been here. But God has something special for this young man. I really hate to see him go, but I'm glad he and Murray are together. And I know God's something great for him. So let me share this with you. As soon as dinner is over today, Chad will be leaving, heading north. So if you want to wish him uh, best wishes for him and Mary, do it because after lunch is over, he'll be leaving. I don't think he's even going back to Woodward. So now's the time to wish him the very best today. So uh, I think we need to sing a song, but uh, what I would like to do b- before we leave, and I'll tell you now, I would like to have Chad and Mary, Todd and Joe, and we can't leave out Tark and Alma and Dr. Beth and Thad. They are special guests today. I would like for them, if they would, to move towards the the side door over here. We want them to be served first, and we're going to say our grace in here in our uh, dismissal. Uh, do we want to sing our song first? No, we'll say grace and then
0: we'll sing. Okay,
2: okay, we're going to say grace. If they would, you you, you honored folks, stand. And as Tad, as as Chad makes his way to the side door. This will be his last chance for us. We're going to ask him, if he would, to uh, say grace, and and we'll sing a song, but he's going to uh, pray a dismissal on our service today.
1: Let us pray. Father God, thank you so much for this amazing church that you have blessed North Carolina with. Father, thank you so much for the people and the saints that you have filled it with. Thank you for the impact that you are having here in their lives and drawing them closer to you. And Father, I pray that you would shine your glory down on this group of people so bright that it would be no question that you are moving. Father, please draw them closer to you. Help them to see your love and to just know you more. And by doing that, that they would take that love out to Bertie County, to North Carolina, and to all of America, Father, because our country, it needs you. Father, flatly, nothing else, but we just need you, Lord. Father, I pray that you would continue to move amongst these people. Please fill us all with your Holy Spirit. And Father, just thank you for their love. Father, please bless this food that we are about to partake of. Thank you so much for the hands that have made it, the dozens of people that have contributed, and those that have been working to get it ready. Well, allow us to be a wonderful time of fellowship with each other. May we just have a wonderful and beautiful farewell and a wonderful welcome to Joe and Todd. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.